What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. Oh, we were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. G'day, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to the Drop Kickoff for another week. I'm Nick Wasiliev and I'm flying solo this week. I'm starting uh, a brand new series of special podcasts where we're diving into each Australian Super Rugby franchise uh, in a bit more depth, examining exactly what's going on with the teams this year as we are heading towards the World Cup. But also just, it's such an interesting time with the with Super Rugby Pacific and the Australian franchises. And where better to start than the team from the West, the Western Force. So joining me today is the forwards coach of the Western Force, Jimmy Duffy. Uh, for those who are not familiar, he's he's spent something like 15 years coaching rugby, I think, over in Ireland. He's worked with NAC Rugby, Irish Rugby Football Union. Um, Jimmy, welcome, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. And uh, good. thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. And I, I want to first ask, we were talking about it just before we started recording, but... Uh, how has the West been treating you since you made the move? A bit of a contrast to uh, to the West of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I think, look, I think I've, I've only seen 30 degrees maybe once in my entire lifetime back at home. So it's a daily occurrence here, which is, um, take for me in terms of joining up my freckles, which are proven nicely, It's uh, it's been a welcome change. Um, normally quite wet and windy this time of year back home. So you get a lot of people trying to leave uh, leave the country for a bit of sunshine kind of this time of year too. Uh, to top up the tans and get a bit of bit of minutes into themselves, but um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Loving loving the city, loving the people, and uh, the work environment here is great as well. So yeah, I cannot complain. That's fantastic. How is it like actually going out and coaching and being involved with the rugby community here a little bit? Because I imagine it would be such a contrast to you know clubs that have that have been around for hundreds of years out in Ireland. And very much, and whereas you know over in the west, of course, it's been rugby's been around for a long time, but the force is only a good. 15, 20 years old at the moment. Yeah, look, I think it's coming from, I suppose, back home in Ireland at the moment. It's 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 popular. It's very, very popular. It's very popular watch sport and, and participation is driving. So um, when I spoke to Crono way back, he said that was one of the key goals here is to to drive interest and, and make sure that the region, um, you know, start producing the future, future force, future talent. And uh, yeah, it was something that excited me about coming here in the first place um but yeah like people love their sport here like irrespective of, of what code it is um like you can't turn a corner without having a pitch of some sort which is uh which is great for me and my son he loves loves sport as well so um yeah look i think sports fanatics and uh, we're trying to drive obviously through performance you try and attract people back into the into the turnstiles um to watch the game and then obviously try and get uh, young kids playing playing footy so um yeah, look, it, it's all, it's an ongoing process, but um, I can't complain at the moment. It's uh, people are really hardworking, uh, extremely, extremely diligent about their craft. And uh, yeah, look, all the signs are that, that rugby is growing and it's on the up in the West of Australia. Absolutely. Before we touch on the force, and we're going to dive a whole little bit into it, I've, I'm lucky that I've got someone, you know, from who's, who's worked in Ireland for so long, because I also just want to quickly poke your brain about Six Nations, if I can, yeah. because... Uh, it's been so fantastic to watch this year, and Ireland have looked unbelievable. How what t- what's going on here? T- talk us through exactly why Ireland. What what happened that has seen Ireland really click into it up into a different sort of gear in the last probably five ten years? Um, I suppose I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be kind of at the coalface way back when it kind of transitioned. Um, 
like I suppose back in the 90s when the game went professional, I was involved for three seasons before I had to retire. Um, so I kind of saw it from the, the its inception uh, right the way through. Um, look, for me at the moment, it's 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 there's a lot of good people involved in the game. There's a very clear strategy about what they wanted to achieve, I suppose. Um, put a lot of time and effort into the youth, into the youth um, and the coaching side of things. And uh, what you have now is you've got teams that are successful, have won trophies, and that kind of breeds its own competition within the group internally. Um, I suppose that's there's a couple of key things: key people in the right positions. You know, good competition. Um, it's well supported as well. So. Um, Participation is always a challenge. We try and drive numbers to be playing so we get a, a better throughput in terms of, of talent. But um, look, it's on. A, it's in a good space at the moment. Um, players are competing. They're, they're they're ambitious. They want to be the best at, at, in their craft, and I think that that's self fulfilling. Then after a while, that takes after itself. And uh, before you know it, you're just pointing people in the right direction as opposed to trying to motivate people to go in the right direction. Um, the players are probably leading their own pathway. Very very well coached group at the national level. Um, some brilliant brilliant coaches, but. Uh, Look, it's uh, it's nice to see them doing well, um, especially when you're in a, in a foreign country. It's nice to see people back home doing well as well, because so you get plenty of stick um, from the boys. But uh, it's nice for a change to have uh, have something to change your cheer about. Absolutely. Also, I was going to add, just it feels like there's a bit more of a winning culture in Ireland now. There was a in the past, I think you could, and maybe it's, it can be viewed for not just Ireland but other teams as well. Is that you, once you kind of get a couple of monkeys off your back in terms of big wins against big opposition, both at the provincial level and at international level, it feels like the sky's the limit. It looks like they believe they can win, which is really fantastic. Yeah, and no, that, that's, that's that's something that's, I suppose, it's it's making the intangible tangible. Like, you mm. can't really see that, but um, you can feel it. Uh, you can feel it when you're with squads. And, um, yeah, look, there's, there's very driven people involved. Um, it's the same in this country, to be honest with you. There's, there's very, very driven people in the sport here. And um, you can see that. I think there's good things ahead for, for both nations, to be honest. I take that as a massive compliment that, that you're seeing that as well. Because often, you know, it, the last few years have been such a strange time in Aussie rugby, seeing, you know, where all the different franchises are at. And it has kind of felt like in the last couple of years, people are starting to go together. And I think that leads us very nicely on to the force because they've had a, a very interesting journey the last couple of years and you're coming into this season in a really interesting place you've got some big names that you've come over come over from other franchises michael wells a couple of wallabies flap Inga, uh, bryce higgity hamish stewart what was the key thing you were looking to address this year with the squad i'm assuming you got the chance to check out how the team performed last year as well uh, and got some comparisons there yeah, look, I think probably number one was probably my first introduction was, was through Cronny. And um, I suppose like what I've experienced is exactly what I thought and what I'd heard is that um, a very driven, uh, very driven and ambitious guy around what the club wants to achieve, um, but very focused on how he's going to do that. And and um, over our discussions, which was probably one of the most thorough processes I've ever gone through, which was fantastic. Uh, it was uh it ticked a lot of boxes for me because look, I knew I was coming into someone, uh, work with someone and, and, a, and an organization that actually has a clear plan of where it wants to go. Um, you know, having a plan is one thing, but the, the route to, to, I suppose, to do it daily is, is what was crucial. And that kind of, that kind of sold it for me as work uh, talking with Crono was, was he knew exactly what needed to, to be done to get there. Um, and that was something I suppose that, uh, that, that, that got my interest up straight away. And then you have, you know, the names you mentioned, like guys who've been around the world in different clubs, different different parts of Australia, different parts of the world. Um, 
and that's how you learn you know and it's the reason i'm in this part of the world as well as i, I needed to stretch myself as a coach too and and uh experience something culturally different and um you know just to see you know prove yourself in a different part of the world too you know and uh all those players you mentioned have all got massive experience you know some in the uk like Porto and, and Bryce coming back from from Leicester, um, you know, Falau, massively experienced individual, and guys who are currently in the squad like Tom Robertson and, and uh, Isaac and these guys and Filetti, you know, all played Wallabies, and all those guys have massive experience and massive um, learnings to pass on, and it is a young squad here, um, you know, there's some but there's some really exciting young men who are learning learning their craft as a professional and what it takes to be great, um, and that's the focus is to trying to expose these guys as often as possible to stressful situations that will just ultimately make them better um, and that's so I said it hasn't disappointed on any of the fronts uh, since since I've arrived in the country um, and loving working with the, the young fellas and the staff here you know people are very very driven to succeed um, you know understanding where we are as a club and where we want to get to and how we're going to get there is crucial but uh, there's no uh, there's no grey areas in that in that plan to be honest and that's uh, that's encouraging and, and enjoying enjoyable for me as well absolutely going back to your point about crotty i love we, he's been touted for a long time here as a as a super rugby coach i know he's spent a couple of years over at toyota um under under steve hansen um you know after he after he left the waratahs but one of my earlier experiences with him because he was here he won the shoot shield uh with with northern suburbs um and then he coached an nrc team and i got to sit next to him and julian huxley as they were coaching the sydney that the sydney team in that competition he looked at a 58 to 26 win and said that's not good enough which which i thought now this now that's an attitude that you still look at you're still finding holes in what looks like on paper to be a very strong performance by your team. Um, you're always looking for improvements. You mentioned that there was he he kind of recognised that there were particular issues in the force and the way they played. What what were some of the things that he basically said to you, Jimmy? These are the things we need to address, particularly you know in things like the forwards, for example. No, look, I think I suppose. We, we would have a, a similar, so we, we thrash it out and that's the best thing about coaching, you know, when you have a tight-knit group, you know, you, you have discussions and you have um, different ideas and, and I suppose what, what he allowed me to do was come in and be myself, which was great because, um, look, I'm, I'm 22, 23, maybe 24 years actually coaching now, so you kind of, you see a lot and you work with a lot of different people and you, you steal the shiny bits of each of them and you kind of go, I'd love to use that, I'll never touch that, you know, that's not my style or that's my style, but uh, I think the, the core value is just you know, looking at excellence, trying to be as good as we can be at all opportunities. And that is something that um, you know, I suppose Cronny hasn't 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 wavered off. Um, you know, exactly what does excellent and what is brilliant, what does great look like, and and uh trying to aspire to be that all the time. And that is that's something that attracted me to the position straight away. Um, you know, it's 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 something you do on a daily basis, you know, to make sure that you can perform on the Saturdays and the Fridays or whatever it is that you play um, but maybe the big things is just you know really striving all the time to be as good as we can be and better every time and um, that that's that's something that has remained exactly consistent since I've arrived here since uh, October and, and I've no doubt it'll continue on into the future so look it's about pushing people as, as, as hard as we can possibly push them to, to achieve their potential and beyond and um we're getting a lot of little kind of green shoots coming around through the group, particularly with some of the younger boys, um, which is exciting for the force and exciting for the Wallabies, I think, in, in the long run. Um, 
I think Chrono mentioned a couple of weeks ago, like a couple of names that you don't know yet, yeah. you will. You will. And that's that's for us is exciting. And uh, I think it's exciting for the nation and exciting for the club. Mm, absolutely. I, I it's, it's also positive just to hear from you the uh, striving for a winning culture that is that seems to be kind of emanating from the team. Because, I mean, the force comes cl- so close to, you know, making finals and Super Rugby and achieving those goals on, you know, a lot of occasions. Um, where does a good culture, obviously apart from the coach and the drive, where does that start? How do you build that? You look at team, do you look at teams, say, that have been doing it well for years, like great teams in Ireland or even teams in this comp like the Crusaders and say, we try to emulate that or where do you build from there? Yeah, I think, look, there's a lot of great people in the club who've, who've got massive experience. You know, we've got like club stores like Hodjo, who's in charge of rugby operations. You know, we've got Simon Thomas, who's come in, who's, who's been with the Crusaders for many years. Um, obviously, Chrono has massive experience, Will and Oz. So everyone has a, you know, a, a good brief of what, what great looks like. And um, it's trying to gel that together and, and, uh, it's a tight group. It's a tight management. Um, so that's number one. You've got to be really, really tight in that direction and make sure you know where you want to take the side. Um, and then I suppose the best the best experiences I've had over the years is, is when the culture, the less of it you talk about it, the, you know, at the beginning you have to talk a lot about it and, you know, make sure that it's constantly on your on, on your your player, your staff's mind. Um, but by the end, it, it looks after itself. And that's when you know you've kind of not arrived, but you've genuinely pushed it the leadership into the right hands or they've taken it um you know when people lead themselves you know great things happen and that's where the space we're at is just trying to make sure that people are taking full control and ownership of of their development um you know that's staff and players as well so mm-hmm. yeah so there's a lot of conversations going on on a daily basis and for that to happen you have to have massive trust and that's what people are doing is getting to know each other so you can actually have a, a hard conversation as such and, and, and tell people what you think and vice versa you have to be open open to challenge and open to to a bit of change as well so um, not easy when you're hit your 40s to be open to a bit of change but uh, yeah it's uh, something I've learned is you know like uh, shut your mouth and listen and see what, what comes out from the other side and then and then maybe make a plan and, and consolidate and go forward together you know mm, absolutely um you had you've had the trials what were some of the before you know just before the start of the season we'll get to the Rebels game uh, in a moment but what were some of the key things uh, you were kind of starting to look at when you kind of went in, went into those trials? Aside from, of course, seeing the players in action for the first time on the field, uh, the cohesion. What were some of the big successes that came out of that trial period for you? Um, yeah, look, I think probably look, we've been working hard for over twelve weeks. It was it was different for me. Normally, get a six to eight week preseason back home, and then you're into a, a nine month, ten month season. Whereas here, it's twelve month preseason, and uh, the season is over in three and a half, four months. Um, so that was different. Um, so you get a lot of training into the boys. Uh, it's the first chance you see someone get punched in the nose, basically, and you go, <laughs> how do they react? And, uh, so for me as a coach, you know, you have an idea of about a player, um, and then when you see it in the flesh against opposition, that that's that's gold. Um, you know, so we kind of we figured out what we're, I suppose, what we're good at and what we need to be better at. Um, we're kind of in those two games. I think big things we created opportunities, and you just we just would say it didn't hold on to the ball for uh, for periods long enough. But um, that was pleasing kind of coming into that Rebels game the last day, particularly after half time, where we kind of looked after the ball really well and, and built some pressure. And then ultimately the uh, the scores came on the back of that. But 
they were the big ones of seeing what people are like under pressure against uh, an opposition. It's it's fine in training, looking after each other, and they're competing hard. But um, when you see a different opposition that don't necessarily know what you're going to do, how do they react, and vice versa? How do you react to some of the pictures? Um, so yeah, so it was it was a chance to really, I suppose, see the people in battle and see how they react under stress and um, the areas that we really needed to uh, to focus on as as kind of paramount um, to our success, and then the areas that. It would keep chipping away on long term and, and try and make them better over time. But uh, assess the the really critical ones right now, and then chip away at the ones that are that are probably going to be uh, a strength or something to work on in future down the line. Absolutely, I want to also particularly ask about player conditioning um, a little bit as well because I saw this with the Brumbies and Tars. I was, I was at the the game there here in Sydney, um, and uh, the teams the, the boys are looking much more jacked to put it in the politest <laughs> terms. Than uh, yeah. than last year, I think maybe it was a result of uh, I don't know if, there, if if it was the fact that a lot of the, t- the games where we went up against say the the New Zealand opposition last year, if it was the case that the boys were technically there, they were technically there and they were able to keep pace, but it was often the physical con uh, physical battle where uh, come the back half of the game, which which is where New Zealand have traditionally you know pushed ahead when they've kind of beaten an opposition down where some of the teams you know struggled a little bit was there a big emphasis on getting the boys physical and strong yeah look most definitely i think it was it was an area that you know the, the boys have been working away here since september i didn't arrive till october but um it was definitely discussed you know um they've worked really really hard in preseason genuinely hard and they've 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 done some really different things and um Something I loved that, that the boys, Chrono and the boys had, had introduced us on, on the end of the week after a tough week, they would they would run the land and connect with the people uh, from Western Australia as well. So different parts at the end of every training week, which would be quite tough. They would, you know, we'd all get in the, get in the vehicles and get to a part of the Western Australia that the boys maybe weren't from here, hadn't seen. And we'd say it would work, do a, a physical session there and then connect with the local supporters in that area. So that was, that was, that was something really cool to see. Um, I said back home, it'd be, Quite tribal you know there's four four provinces um and then come very very tight at the end and uh that reminded me a lot of, of what i'd seen back at home and something that i thought was was a really cool initiative you know so but come back to your original question yes working hard but enjoying working hard as well teaching yourself that you know hard work is rewarding and um you know the more you put in the more you're going to get out of the back end sounds cliched but genuinely uh training hard with a smile on your face and you can't beat it you know knowing that you've the work in the bank so that when you go to perform at the right time that you don't have to think about whether you're prepared or not you just are um mm. so yeah so look i i can't fault the effort of the boys and the snc staff here and medical staff have been fantastic and working them really really hard so yeah we'll see over the course of the season hopefully it, it pays dividends yeah, I love that idea. Just like going out to the different parts of, of Western Australia and checking out. Were, were there any places that you uh, you kind of had to pinch yourself a little bit in terms of some of the places you went and visited? Uh, some of the places, like I'm trying to get my bearings now, but up, up north of the coast, um, you know, past past a place called Hillary's, which is up the coast. And then the boys trained in, uh, I can't remember the name, it'll come to me now. Um We'll cut that bit out. <laughs> struggling, struggling with some of the some of the, the the place names, but um, it was it was the, the beauty of the area was fantastic. So they worked really hard on the hill running, and um, you know they did strength and conditioning, and kind of own body weight stuff, and then afterwards hit the beach. And then that's not that's a luxury. If you go home, hit the beach, you're probably going to get hypothermia. So and <laughs> here it was it was quite different. <laughs> you get to get to work really hard and go to some of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen. Um, like 
you look at places and you're like, my God, you know, it doesn't look real sometimes. Um, but it's such a nice reward after after putting in the effort on field to then go and experience the land. And the, the biggest thing is connecting with the young supporters and some of the older supporters that that uh, that show up at these run the land sessions that we did in preseason that Chrono organized and, and ST. Um they were cool. That was really cool. They happened. I was I was in my first on Thursday, I think, and I saw one the following Friday. It was it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant to this brilliant scene. Yeah, and obviously, I I, I think when you have a, a fan base like the Western Force that were able to keep the club alive after uh, after the whole situation that happened with Super Rugby, it, it, you really learn so many wonderful things from from having uh, such love and support from a group of people. And I think it, I think they're probably the most fanatical fans in the country, um, the Western Force fans. I think they're the best yeah. fans in all honesty. I, I met someone on the pitch the last day after the game, which was cool. It was a lovely initiative, I suppose, that when, as the final whistle went. Um, they just said to us, look, we're going to go on the pitch and, and speak with the fans. But um, the amount of people that were there and, and, and come up and who genuinely care, who genuinely mm. care, it um, goes back to that point about... Uh, what the boys did through preseason is you you got to understand what you what you're playing for number one. So what's your what's your why? Like it could be family, friends. Everyone has a different reason. Um, but it means such a lot to the to the to the local community, and that's um, that was really cool. You know, to have a couple of thousand people hit the field afterwards, kids running around with balls and stuff, and that's that's something that'll stay with them for years and um, mm. stays with them for life. And uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty cool uh, initiative, and and hopefully hopefully plenty more of those successes on the field. Yeah, and let's talk about that first that first round game against the Rebels because first of all, congratulations! It was a really positive performance, you know, just to be down the amount of points you were, and then coming back in that second half, it was like you got those those you know first jittery forty minutes out of the way, and then you showed a real uh, discipline and control with the ball in hand uh, to come back and win that game. Um, very, I didn't want to say Cron like because I've seen a lot of those performances like that where the team just grits their teeth and goes no we're, we're getting to work um and we make our own destiny um what were kind of the key was that the key successes that you took from from that performance and what did it what did that give you in that performance yeah look I think probably, probably the first half we kind of felt like we were creating creating opportunities again like I said to you something similar to the preseason game um where we, we would create some stuff and maybe wouldn't execute at the final moment or the crucial moment. Um, but like it was it was it was quite good at half time. It was quite quite a lot of focus and relaxed. There was no panic. We'd been here before, we knew we knew the plan. So a couple of key messages um which are coming out of the group, which is really encouraging for us, is that the leaders in, in within the team are, you know, driving the right pictures and the right standards. Um you know, so we had a really clear plan going out into the second half and, and they worked really hard for each other. They genuinely worked really hard for each other in the second half. Only conceded, I think, three points in that second half period, which was which was very pleasing and managed to get some scores ourselves, obviously. But, um, you know, a couple of big performances in that, but like the big performances come off the collective, you know, the whole 23 that were on the pitch and uh, the guys who weren't selected, obviously, helping prepare the team um, all through the week, you know, as best they can. So, look, we... we been in that situation in training, stress situations in training, um, and it's helping them. I suppose the coaches try and help them negotiate that. And when they negotiated themselves, which the boys did on the, on the, on Saturday, it was fantastic, very pleasing. Um, disappointed with how we started the game, you know, in terms of certain aspects, but um, to actually correct it, and that's the biggest thing is like, have you got a solution for the problems facing you? And I felt we did. Um, mm. Certainly areas that we're we're not happy with, and um, that we've addressed again this week, but. Uh, 
we'll keep them under wraps for for a bit of time. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get better over over the next couple of weeks and and months all the way through to the end of the season. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the rest of the season, you've got the uh, the game against the the Reds this weekend as part of as part of Super Round. Um, what were your thoughts about the their performance to, against the Hurricanes? Yeah, look, I always kind of. Don't try and read in too much of that. We 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 were fortunate enough to play against them in the preseason game. Um, very very skilled players, very big humans. You know they can they can uh, they can really hurt you. And I think for a large part of that game against the Canes, like we're well in contention. So rugby is a funny game. You can you can be right in the mix, and then you see a snapshot of the scoreline at the end, going what happened there. But like it can run away from you quite quickly. But um, like we have massive, massive respect for the Reds. Um, they have a lot of experience, international players in, in that group, and uh, guys have a lot of Super Rugby experience. They've been there, done that before. So, so for us, it's very much concentrate on our process. Um, make sure that we're at, at our at our best in all aspects. Um, you know, to, to put ourselves in a position to to compete heavily um, against this this uh, this team and drive forward and hopefully get a put ourselves in a good position to win the game. Um, but yeah, they're they're a, they're a a well-organized side and they're they're big men and there's international experience there so they have massive respect for them as a group um and their and their pedigree and their history um so for us it's just about concentrating on ourselves making sure we're, we're best equipped to to do whatever challenges will come our way absolutely out of curiosity are there any other you know key matchups this season uh that you know you're looking to and going that's a match up that i'm really looking forward to yeah, no, I'll probably it sounds sounds it might sound a bit 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 broad, but for me it was it was everything. It was um mm-hmm. there's not too many paddies that get a chance to come to uh, come to this part of the world and coaching super rugby, you know. So um when I spoke with Crono and you know, as I said at the start of the, 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 the chat, it was um it was exciting to, to work in super rugby against the Southern Hemisphere players, not not in an Irish setting, you know. I've worked for Ireland since two thousand and three, Ireland and Connacht and a few other groups. Um but to work in this part of the world in this competition, um, and uh, and see some of the some of the best in Australia, Fiji, Samoa, and uh, New Zealand as well as it was was too good a, an opportunity to pass up. But genuinely, week to week as a coach, um, I'm, <laughs> I, I was just watching. I, I we're still involved, obviously, in the Reds. But this morning, I started watching Moana because we've got them next. Um, so you're always foot in the Reds camp and trying to trying to get yourself forward forward for for the Pacifica game. Um, so yeah, so a little bit kind of uh, juggling two balls at once, which is uh, which is always a challenge. But look, every every opposition we face every week, it pros a different challenge to us. Um, I have to say, I love the first the first couple of months here has been fantastic. Good on Saturday, um, I'm really looking forward to this challenge again this weekend. Mm, absolutely. So there's obviously the, the the obvious question of of you know what does success look like for you in 2023, and and most people are saying, well, we want to win the damn cop. Like that's the goal you always strive for, you're always aiming for. Aside from that question. Aside from that obvious answer, rather, because of course you you want to win the competition. What does success look like uh, for Jimmy Duffy in twenty twenty three? Look, number one, I suppose is that we that we're making strides towards improving all the time. Um, that some of these young players get an opportunity to, uh, I suppose, come through the system quicker and better prepared than than the ones maybe in the past. Um, you know that, that the guys are challenging for for international um, international positions. That for me is something that I suppose would be very similar to the last club I worked with in, in, in Ireland called Connacht. Um, you know, I suppose west of the country as well, similar thing. Um, maybe not the top game in the area, but now it's massively well supported. A lot of international players kind of coming through the system. 
and the ambition drives it, drives the success. And that's um, that's something that 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 is starting to happen. And there, I can see it on the ground here. Is that there's young young players from you know whether they're from from Western Australia or or elsewhere. It doesn't really matter as long as you connect on on something on some level that that brings you towards your goal. And for me, that's success. We're winning games. We're getting people through the system that 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 are going to represent their country. Um, not just represent, but represent it brilliantly. And that's what we want is we want to see um, people perform at the highest level on a consistent basis and which drives the young kids into the game and the supporters into the game. So it's all it's all it's all it's all linked in. But that that for me is success. Wallabies winning games, winning super, that, that for me would be success. Love it. Absolutely love it. We'll finish off with some fun rugby questions. It's not very often I get to to chat with uh, with a coach from uh, from the other side of the world. So uh, we'll we'll have a bit of fun here. Aside from Ireland, who would you want to win the Six Nations? Ooh, um, well, I've, I've loved watching France in the last two, three seasons. I think um, there's always been massive talent in, in that country. And I think, but um, that that senior side now at the moment are building some incredible depth. And I think there isn't a, a, an international side in the world that will not prepare to their best to um or have to be at their best to beat France. And I think I know Ireland beat them in the Six Nations this year, but um, they've used a lot of players across a lot of different positions and all equally as good as each other. I think the challenge in that country is to make sure you got the right 26 to 36 on the, on the, on the, on the bus. Um, but I think they're in a great space. I actually think it's, it's going to be the toughest World Cup for a long time. I think the Wallabies are going to be bloody tough. I think Ireland are in good space. England will come right again. Um, France are in a good position. The All Blacks, obviously, in South Africa, you know, so... To name a few, like they're all in, um, they're all in a really good, good order heading into uh, into this kind of Super Rugby season and at the back end, kind of into the World Cup. So, I'm really looking forward to watching it. I think it's going to be a cracker. I think so too. It's I'm really excited. It's it feels the I, you don't know who's going to win. You genuinely do not know, and that is the best feeling you can have going into a World Cup. Shane yeah. Williams or Jonah Lomu? Um. Oh. Well, I suppose for me, Jonah was was what I was kind of starting my journey in rugby. I was a soccer player back in the day until somebody said, You're, uh, you want to try this code for a change? So uh, Jonah Lomer for me was, was awesome. I, I suppose when I was coaching when Shane Williams is about, um, equally wicked talents. But uh, for me, it'd have to be Jonah. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Unbelievable. Which victory, now this is me just asking the Irish fan in you, what victory is sweeter, beating England or beating New Zealand? Um, God, I don't know. I suppose historically it was always it was always the English results, even though we've loads of mates from over there, you know. Um, <laughs> that, was always, that was always an enjoyable Monday. Um, but I think <laughs> I think watching watching the, the game in Chicago was 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 pretty special for a number of reasons. It was uh, it was after probably the the passing of Anthony Foley, who'll be a famous Irish number eight and and uh, and coach and a great man. Um. That was fantastic. I think that was that was probably the monkey off the back nationally. I think to get that across the line and, and beat the I suppose the best in the world, uh, which the All Blacks had been for forever. Um I think that was probably the biggest turning corner. So I say if you want to make sure you're aspiring to be the best, is is to do that against the uh, I suppose the world champions and you know what would be as top of the craft in the game. Um and that was the All Blacks. So for me it'll be the All Blacks. Love it. What's the best looking trophy, rugby trophy in the world? In your opinion, and we're talking just pure aesthetic. Um, for, for a strange reason, I said I, I love France. So trying to holiday over there as much as possible, and I would have coached over there. I love the the, the Brennis. Um, it's just 
an enormous trophy. It's just just so huge. So it's so obscene that you're kind of going. <laughs> it's it's quite cool. I think they've had to repair it about twenty five times at this stage, but it's um it's just an enormous trophy, and it's it's probably one of the tougher ones to win because in France they play I guess twenty eight domestic games um without European games. So look, you're you're looking at 34, 36, 38 games a season. So to come out on top of that uh, competition, it's it's a marathon and physical and um but yeah the trophy there is it's quite quite obnoxious in terms of size. <laughs> but I think it's quite cool. It's quite cool. Yeah. You need two people to hold it. So um yeah I think that's that's quite cool. I'll need to get a picture of that and and, and throw it in the yeah. notes for everyone to have a look at. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. You you walk into a lift and your rugby hero is in there. Who is it? Yeah, That's, this is one now for the older viewers. But um, it was a, a player called Abdel Benazi who would have played for France. Played four, five, six, seven, and eight for France. And I'm six five or six six or so. I don't know. It's, uh, so I've been in all of the five. So I kind of respected that a lot. But when I was growing up, um, I saw him play all positions. I think the poor man got. Uh, Looked around into any one of them. I don't think he played the same one three times in a row. So it was uh, <laughs> he for me was was uh, he was a huge human. He was probably six 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 seven, but could play any of the five equally as well. He was world class. I think um, it's a long way back. It's the nineties now to the early two thousands when he played. But um, he was probably a forward before his time. He could <laughs> he could run run through you or around you. One of the two. Out of curiosity, if you if, if you're on you're in the lift, you've got time for one question to ask him. What would you ask? Um, now, now I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I believe he got sent off on his first cap. I would have kind of probably asked him. He went subsequently went on to captain the country, but um, I don't know if he. I can't remember where he's working now, but uh, he was playing for Agen at the time, uh, which were a huge club and have kind of started to to drop down. We're on the way back up again. Um, probably how he how he dealt with that, you know, kind of getting sent off in your first cap, such an emotive event, number one for you and your family, and then to. Maybe get sent off, and I think I'm nearly sure it was the first one. I, I mm. hope I hope I'm right, but um, yeah. How would he How would he have dealt with that emotionally after that um that first one? You know, I like that. That's a good question. I like that. I could honestly chat to you all day, but I'm aw- I'm aware that you are a very very busy man. You have, have a game to prep for, so I'll simply finish off by saying thanks so much, Jimmy. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. No problem, and thanks for having me. It's been great. Good to talk rugby. Likewise, likewise. And for everyone who is listening, uh, the Western Force will be playing the Queensland Reds and looking to go uh, get back-to-back wins um, this weekend as part of Super Round in Melbourne. For everyone else, uh, the other games will be the Blues will be taking on the Brumbies. Fiji and Drua will be facing the Waratahs. Moana Pacifica, which the, the Force will be playing next after the, this weekend, will be hosting the, will be playing the Chiefs. The Rebels will take on the Hurricanes. And, and the Crusaders and the Highlanders will look to get their seasons back on track as well after they both went down. So... Uh, Get down to Super Round if you are in Melbourne or check it out on Stan Sport. Um, thank you so much for everyone listening and we'll catch you the next time around. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there. We're not going to run to Martin, are we? <laughs> Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff?